and welcome to another episode of Astro Test, or the full name of this podcast is Astrology with Tess. Hello, I am Tess, an astrologer and tarot reader, and um, I am trying to create a new podcast every week with new topics uh, in astrology uh, that will educate you and teach you something new that you may not know so far which I find very interesting um and today's topic actually is a topic that I did not know for several years um I only figured it out recently and I am into astrology since 2013 I'm I've only been doing this um professionally for the last year but this is something I did not know. And when I figured this out and I looked it out for myself and for my family, I was like, oh my God, that makes total sense. Uh, and this topic is uh, the Time Lord, or as we call it in astrology, perfection. Not perfection, it's P-R-O, perfection. Um, so yeah, that is a very interesting topic that we're going to talk about. And I do need to credit this to the Divine Venus. If you don't know her YouTube channel, please go check her out. She's amazing. She's a professional astrologer. Um, and she is doing very informative videos lately, which I love. I love learning new stuff. And as my friends like always ask me, um, how is it to be an astrologer? It's it's a journey. Like you learn something new every day. And of course, you need to check out if it works for you, if it actually works out, if it's true, because you, on the internet, you have, you can have a lot of miscommunication and misunderstandings. So yeah, like I, I really looked into this uh, perfection topic on this Time Lord. I will call it the Time Lord because I think it, it's causing less of a confusion. Um, so yeah, I, uh, when I heard this, uh, from the Divine Venus, I had to check it out. Um, she did a, an amazing video on it. You can go check her video out. And I, I believe that this girl does not get the credit she deserves. Honestly, go check her out. She's amazing. She's much more popular than I am, obviously. But, um, yeah, it, it ne it's never bad to promote your or credit the people that gave you the idea to do something and I am crediting her for sure uh, of course she did this as a video so it's a more, more condensed um, more altogether short version of what I'm gonna try to do today uh, I am gonna try to be your host for um, somewhat the next hour <laughs> I'm guessing I'm gonna try to at least uh, but if you hear this, sometimes these are my notes because I write, um, I'm, I'm, I'm an old person and I write everything down on a piece of paper. Uh, I have my notebook, obviously. And I, I prefer that way, actually, because I feel like the information, especially when I'm learning, I'm not doing that when I'm trying to create videos or something like that. But when I'm learning a subject, I find out that this actually works very well for me because I put all three in, all three of my senses and sense um, in action, like my vision, I visualize things, I write them down, so I, I keep that 
mind going and I also hear the information. So everything is is connected together, all three ways of learning. Um, now, what is uh, a Time Lord? So a Time Lord is the planet that rules your chart each year. So each year, you have a different Time Lord. Each year, your year, like from the day of this birthday until the next birthday, every year, your chart is ruled by one specific planet. And that actually, as you know, planets have different meanings and planets are ruling different things. Um, let's say the moon is ruling emotion, Mercury is ruling communication, Venus, desire, beauty, Mars, um, action and taking action. Uh, also like moving forward, being direct, a very male energy. Um, then you have the rest of the planets, which is Jupiter, Saturn, um, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And a lot of astrologers, Alicia, the Divine Venus, also mentioned this, that uh, a lot of astrologers, and I, I figured this out as well while I was researching this, that um, they don't use the last three planets because they are the modern planets and they were only discovered like the last, at most, 200 years. So a lot of astrologers are like, a little bit dismissive about those planets, but I find this really stupid because there are planets and they do have um, their own energy that they bring into the salad of astrology. I like I like calling astrology a salad. I don't know why. Anyway, but um, yeah, I truly believe that even these three planets have something to offer. Uh, so I do, as the Divine Venus, I actually as well... Um, count those three planets even though they're generational and even though their effect is more long lasting uh, they still affect one year of our lives a little bit more and for you to understand this a little bit better we start our first year in our first house and then each year we move a house and depending on where the where that house falls in like it might fall in leo it might fall in virgo it might fall in libra it depends on where your houses fall under uh what sign that planet is going to be your ruling planet for example and let's start with a kind of simple example my ascendant uh, is in leo leo is ruled by the sun so because my ascendant is in Leo, that means that Leo is um, the dominant sign of my first house, is ruling my first house. So the first year of my life, I would be um, influenced by the energy of the sun, which is learning yourself, learning who you are, your ego, uh, which I, when I figured this out, I actually laughed because... I find it to be the most fitting, uh, the most fitting signs of all to be in your first house. It's the house of ego. So it's kind of like, yeah, the first year you, you learn yourself. Not everybody is like that. Some kids or some babies, because when you're one year old, um, 
some babies may may have to deal with their communication, like how their parents communicate things to them. Uh, they might have misunderstandings if they are ruled by Mercury, or let's say they are ruled by uh, Venus. It has to do a lot with beauty, and they're learning what beauty is in the world, and what they like, and what they're interested in. So it depends on your ruling planet each year um, to see what kind of areas of your life you need to focus on, if that makes sense. Uh, I actually have added this specific section when I do chart readings. I include the Time Lord and in what year you are because as I said, you go like first house is first year, second house is second year, and you move forward and you look it up like that. So when you reach the age of 12, which is the 12th house, you are at the end of the cycle. That doesn't mean that you don't learn anymore. You begin the cycle again from the beginning. So I would highly, highly, highly suggest if you want, you can go, wait, I have it right here. But you can go and Google annual perfections. It is exactly like writing perfections, but it's P-R-O-F-E-C-T-O-N-S. P-R-O, so perfection. And normally Google will come up with uh, each house and will tell you the age that you're in. Like I'm looking at the chart that I'm having in, right in front of me and it says like first house zero that basically means from zero to one and then it says one two three you will understand and what year you are for instance I am 26 and I am ruled by the third house right now my third house is ruled by Libra so my ruler ruler planet right now is in mercury so mercury is uh what is ruling my life right now it's all about communication and it wouldn't it's so funny to me because that's the year i started my podcast and my youtube channel so yeah i'm very much ruled by mercury right now and all of the mercury retrogrades are affecting me even more so that's another Point that you need to keep in mind that when you're ruled by a planet you are more influenced by that planet each year so that means that whatever that planet is doing it's going retrograde is squaring is whatever it's doing at this specific year is affecting you much more than let's say the next year or the year before that so that's a really good thing to note now the first year of our lives um is ruled by a planet, uh, and what I'm trying to say, uh, I'm, I'm trying to read my notes here as well, when I say the first year of our lives, our ruling planet is the planet of the sign our first house is in, as I said before. The second year of our lives, uh, ruling planet is the planet that it is the sign in our second house. So I, I guess like uh, I've kind of explained this a little bit in depth before so um i think i can skip that mm. so yeah 
and we got at the end of the cycle and we start again. Sorry for the big pause there. Drink something with me. I'm having a little bit of a coffee here uh, because it's kind of morning. It's not morning, it's midday, but <laughs> I actually slept in today. I don't usually do that and I don't recommend that, but for some reason, I did not sleep well the last two days and I usually wake up at 7.30 or 7 o'clock. But today I woke up two hours later and that's late for me. I woke up at nine. So yeah, I need double coffee today. I don't know if you feel me, but uh, that's how it works for me. Mm. So I had um, some coffee. So let's, let's see. So if you have brought up the chart of annual perfection and you can see where you are right now in your life depending again on your age like you can definitely find this find this by your age um you will look at the chart look where your number number is and you will go into that and see are you ruled by the first house second house third house and so on now if you're ruled by the first house this year it's all about your body, your image, your health, new beginnings, uh, life and physical changes as well, your face, um, and metaphorical refacing, like changing who you are, your sense of self. Because the first house is all about ego it's all about you it's the beginning of your journey and in the beginning of our journey we we look into ourselves we look into who we are that's why i say that i find that the sun is very fitting for the first house because the sun is also ego self hey look at me i'm the sun i'm the center of the universe um but yeah, the first house is also all about self-image of who we are, our body, our health. Let's do better for ourselves. Let's focus on ourselves this year. It's when you hear that, like, I want to focus on myself this year. Well, you might not have to focus on yourself this year. You might need to focus on something else. But if you are ruled by the first house, Yes, it is a really great year for you to focus on yourself and do some self-work and actually go ahead and look into what can be changed in your life. So for me, because I already told you that I am ruled by the second, the third house this year, um, for me that was two years ago. And that was when I actually left Greece and went to the Netherlands to live there for two years to work. So it was a huge chapter for me. It was a very self-exploring year for me when I went there the first year because I had to relearn who I am and how I function without my family around, without my friends around. What do I need to do to be better for myself? What do I need to do to, you know, actually get through all of the obstacles that I had because I moved into a new country, right? So it's not easy just leaving everything behind and taking all of your stuff and moving to a new country that you know nothing, almost nothing about. Like, I'm saying I knew nothing. Of course, I've done my research, but research is not like 
um, reality in a lot of cases. And if you listen to other people as well, maybe it's not what you have experienced. They had different set of experiences. So, yeah, I was prepared. But at the same time, I had a huge change that I had to learn who I am because I had to stand on my own two feet. And that's what the first house does for you. And that's why I'm mentioning this, because when I went into this whole time time lord thing, I honestly did not know how this worked. And I'm like, okay, I haven't heard about this. Let's look up what my ruling house is right now and what was the ruling house before me. So I, I know if that actually makes sense. And it does. I was very surprised that the first year I was in the Netherlands, I had to learn how to stand on my own two feet. And that is a very first house energy. So that's what you need to learn. If you are in this year of the first house, you need to learn how to stand on your own two feet. You need to learn how to be yourself, who you are, what are your strengths and weaknesses, Uh, and how to deal with life yourself. It it is a very, very uh, personal house to be in. It's very much like the first year of our lives. And we always say that the houses represent a different area of life, but they are in a specific order as well to represent the cycles of life. So... Yeah, for me, for instance, that was a big time. And I just gave you an example for myself so you will understand better how this first house energy work. Now, the second house, the second perfection, uh, and the second house we're going to talk about uh, is about finances, uh, possessions, value, self-image, but self-image through material stuff. That's how I see it, like material values, um, vitality and beauty. So that makes sense as well, right? After you move from your ego, after you move from yourself and who you are, you move into what you have. What you have, a lot of times, like kids would compare themselves themselves to others, like, oh, that person has that and I, I don't have it. And that starts around the second to the first to second year of their life when they start to understand a little bit more. And personally, I also felt that last year because I was always comparing myself to, okay, these people in my workplace have it together. They are also in a different country uh, and they're also doing this and that. And why don't I have it together? And how can I get more money? It was all about money as well for me. Uh, last year, I was thinking a lot about my fin- financial state in the sense that I literally did not, I, I, lo- I would lose sleep over it. I don't know if you've ever had this feeling, if you ever had this, um, uh, th- yeah, it's a feeling like you lose sleep over your financial situation. And I wasn't in a bad financial situation. My Parents taught me well, actually, and I always had like a few um, thousand euros on the side 
as like a safety net if something happened, if I lost my house or if I wanted to rent another house so I will have money for the deposit. But I, I felt, I constantly felt that it wasn't enough. I had to do more. I had to do more for my economical state. Uh, now, originally, the second house is ruled by Taurus, and Tauruses have the same feeling. Uh, but it's a lot about material value. So what do I have? Am I feeling comfortable with what I have? Do I need to have more to feel comfortable and secure and safe. The second house is all about the value of things, the beauty of things. Um, yeah, your possessions and your finances. So if you are in a house that is ruled by your finances, you by the second house, sorry, you will most probably uh, think more and more about your financial situation and your state and how you can perfect that how you can go beyond what you already have or you know you may feel very content with your financial situation right now you may feel like hey um yeah like my financial situation is so and so but i'm okay with it but you will focus on the beauty then if you are okay financially, then you will focus on how you will make your surroundings look better, how to buy stuff that will fit into your house and how to, what do you need to make your house a really, really nice place to live in or what you can do for your hair, your nails, your beauty because it's all about material value. So it's also like not only having the money but showing that you do have the money if that makes sense you may spend more like when you are uh ruled by your second house which i did last year i i did not understand this i'm not a person personal story again but i'm not a person who uh goes for shopping a lot i never really liked it i always felt overwhelmed by all of the people and you know you're taking clothes and you need to change and you need to see how they fit you. And because I was like a chubby little girl, I I literally it was a struggle to find clothes that fit me and I liked on me. Um, so it was a very, very stressful time for me to go for shopping. Generally, like I didn't like go to sh for shopping. And when I grew up and lost my weight, I still didn't enjoy shopping that much. I would go in stores and check out what they had, but I would never really buy a lot of stuff but last year oh my god last year I I must have bought more than 10 pair of jeans of course I needed them because I was working a lot and my jeans got destroyed every single time but I would go out and buy clothes I go I would go out and go to the shops and spend a lot of money and I remember telling to my friends one day like I shouldn't should have shouldn't have spent so much money on whatever I bought today like I need to keep myself on a budget again all that financial stuff that I told you about my second house ruling my year and I was like oh my god I need to keep money I need to to not spend money and I'm here out here spending money on myself and on my clothes and I want to have a nice style what is wrong with me I, I've never been like that and 
if I knew back then that I was ruled by the second house, I think I would have at least an explanation why I'm acting the way I am. If not, um, it would at least ease a little bit my pain that, okay, it's only for a year. Enjoy it as as long as it lasts. It's not going to last forever. And it didn't. After, my, after I came back to Greece uh, I and had my birthday, I just went back to normal. I don't mind about spending. Um, yes, sometimes I want to buy something that doesn't mean I'm ruled by the second house. It's, it's more like, okay, now we're, we're chill. We, we don't have to worry about, oh, what I'm going to wear and I need to buy more clothes and I need to buy this and I need to buy that. It, it just all went away. And before my birthday, actually, I did the, the most insane purchases. Like I bought my new laptop. I needed it for my work. But I bought my new laptop, which is like very expensive, or my phone, and I, I spent a lot of money or before my birthday. And my mom even looked at me and was like, oh my god, you spend nothing and then you go spend it all together. Uh, but yeah, if I knew back then, that's, that's why. If you're ruled by your second house, that's what is going to happen. You're going to think a lot about your finances, and you are going to be... Um, a lot into spending and beauty and buying things. Now, moving on to the third house because I can see that this podcast is going to be super long. I love it. I don't know if you love it, but I love it. Um, but moving on to the third house. Uh, the third perfection or the third house is siblings. Short travel, learning and business, community and parenthood. So it is all about, especially when we look at astrology, the third house is very much connected to siblings and family. Um, it is generally ruled by Mercury. I'm not saying that in your chart is ruled by Mercury, but generally the third house because um, the third sign is Gemini. We say that the third house is generally ruled by Mercury. In your chart, it might be different. I'm saying that again. It depends on what is the sign on your third house. But that these are the things that the third house uh, is is curious about and and want us to learn, like our relationship with our siblings and our family in general, parenthood community, business, learning, short travel is all about very Mercurian stuff. And of course, personally, I am in the third house right now and I am ruled by Mercury. Uh, I have to say that short travel has been my hugest thing this year with everything that is going on, quarantine and COVID and I'm in Greece and we are restricted. We cannot go anywhere else than our state, let's say. It's not, we don't call them states, but just to give you a general idea. And I really want that. Like, I feel like I'm so locked down and I want to go to the woods, to the mountains. I want to go somewhere and I can't. So it is very much about my short travel and as I said, it's about parenthood and siblings and family. Um, we'll see family later on as well, but it's also, it's the beginning, let's say, of our family. And it's the year I came back to Greece. 
my third year, like my third house year, is the time I came back to Greece to my parents. I wanted to see that they're okay. I wanted to make sure that I can help if there's anything um, that they needed help with because they have a lot of stuff to do this year uh, and they're not really good with technology and they need my help and also COVID, COVID and I wanted to be here with them in case something happened, if that makes sense, because I, I don't want to hear over the phone that, oh, your dad has COVID or your mom has COVID and me not being here to help them out, uh, if that makes sense. So third house and third perfection is very much about family and siblings and of your your communication, how to learn to communicate with the your family and your siblings, um, how you how much you learn, which is also a year that I learn a lot of stuff. Last year I studied, uh, but this year I'm actually learning the information that I studied, I am, you know, putting them in use and I'm learning more and more stuff. As I told you, I didn't know all about these, this time Lord or these perfections before I went into my third house. I'm learning so much this year. It's all about learning. My short travel is restricted, which is another thing um, with those, anything in astrology. If something Let's say the third house is ruling short travel. It can be either way. You can either have a lot of short travel or you may want to have short travel, like travel around and you can't, like right now, which is a very good thing to know. So if you are in this third house perfection, then this year it's all about your siblings, parents, uh, your business and community and short travel. Also, I didn't talk about this business like, hello, I just started my astrology journey um, and my astrology business. So, yeah, like, how much more third house can this be? It's not actual business. We can see also in the sixth house and in the tenth house, but it's different type of businesses, and we're going to talk about this moving on. So for us to go there, let's move on to the fourth perfection and fourth house. So if your year is ruled by your fourth house, it's all about your parents specifically, uh, the mother figure um, as well. It's very much present in the fourth house, your home, your family, your roots, your ancestry. And it's a more, it's, let's say that the third house is a more superficial, more like, um, communication with your family type of energy whereas the fourth house right now it is more your parents in an emotional level like your mother your home your family your roots and your ancestry all in a very deep and emotional level normally the fourth house is ruled by cancer maybe maybe different in your chart but it has the same energy of um very emotional, deep emotions and deep thinking about those topics. You may you may become a parent in your fourth house perfection. You don't know. You may become a parent. You you may become a mother if you're a woman specifically. That is more prominent for you. Uh, you may think about creating your own home, uh, getting married, or um, 
you know, creating a family of your own. You may go back to your roots as I did this year and go back to your family. You may, um, because I, if I'm not mistaken, like the fourth house is when your Saturn return should be, right? Yeah, around the fourth to fifth house is where your Saturn return should be. So it's more like um, re-evaluating some of your thoughts and some of your ideas. Maybe you start to figure out that your parents weren't as wrong as you thought and they actually were onto something. You may not agree with them in every single level, but you may understand that your parents were onto something and they were actually um, there to help you. Or you may go back to your roots. You may want to understand more about your family and where they came from, uh, your ancestry. If you are into spiritual work as well, you may uh, be able to connect with your ancestors uh, through meditation and through all of these spiritual techniques techniques whatever you're doing in your life but that is a very prominent energy for the fourth house ruling people this this year next year whatever year you're on um the fourth house is all about the the basis of your existence your your roots and of course the base of our existence are our parents they are the people that brought us into this life. And if, if they're not our biological parents, they are the people that, you know, cared for us and groomed us and created who we are, you know. They, they play a huge role with who we are in our core as people. So it's very important to make sure to understand that fourth house is all about your roots, it's all about going back to your roots or destroying your roots. Could be very much that your parents didn't give you what you needed or they did not have any good elements in them and you're able to get away from that energy. You're able to get away from uh, all the people who created all that pain for you. And again, you have to remember that it's a cycle. So one year that you are on the that it's ruled by your fourth house could be about uh disowning your parents or and the next time you're in your fourth house you may become a parent so it depends or create your own family it depends on the year all of these won't happen all together sometimes this year you may focus on something else than the next year so i'm just explaining all the things that these house rules so you will be able to have a better understanding about your life now moving on to the fifth perfection and the fifth house is um and this is also around your saturn return so if you don't know what a saturn return is i can actually make a podcast about it but uh saturn return is a time that you reevaluate a lot of the things in your life you will reevaluate um your ideas and how you see things and the fifth house is all about also children and pregnancy and sexual awakening and partying and pleasure and creation and talents so it actually makes sense to me like if you fall if you 
become pregnant on your fourth house, you most probably will become a parent on your fifth house. It takes nine months to have a baby, so that's almost a year. It may not be the case, but if you fall pregnant on your fourth per house perfection, uh, that means that you already have in your mind that you are going to create your own family. And then the fifth house perfection comes along and you are actually having children or you're thinking about being pregnant. You have created your family with your husband or your spouse. And then you're thinking about, okay, let's see if we want to create, you know, um, to not create, but expand our family and have children in our lives and um, become parents. Uh, and, of course, that comes from sexual awakening as well. So you have more sex and you might... Um, Understand more stuff, more stuff uh, about yourself or your partner in the sex area. It is ruled by the fifth house. So it's also, as I said, it's also about partying and pleasure and creation. So right now, specifically where I'm at, I cannot go partying. Um, I cannot go outside and have like, a drink or something but I'm not in my fifth house profession I am hoping that when that time comes we will be free but if you're doing if you are going through your fifth house perfection right now in this COVID time you see also what I was talking about before that it's yeah it's about pleasure and partying but it's also the lack of pleasure or partying that we're experiencing right now and how we can find those aspects of our lives without actually with having those restrictions that was what I was uh, looking for so and and you see how everything is like moving in in a sense in like ego value communication then we have you know, our parents and our roots and our emotional family. And then that's when the the thought, the seed of maybe, maybe I should start my own family starts in the fourth house. And then in the fifth house, you may actually uh, put this in motion. You will may you very well become a parent or you may get married or you you may have like a you, you, maybe you don't want to be a parent. Maybe you don't want to have kids and then you're going to party your life out and you're going to, you know, have fun and act like a child. It's the fifth house for me. It's a very childlike house. It's ruled by Leo, which, is, which are the entertainers of the Zodiac. They are, I like to call them big children. I have a Leo brother, so I'm allowed to say that. They, they kind of are the big children because they think they are the kings of the universe. Um, but yeah, it's all about pleasure and fun. And maybe that's kids for you. Maybe that's partying for you. It depends on yourself. But the fifth house is all about having fun and finding out what fun means for you. And that's, a, for instance, if you're 27, because around 27 is... Um, not around 27, but if you're 27, you are in the fifth house perfection. That means that uh, 
you are reevaluating a lot of things in your life. Maybe you figure out that partying is not what makes you happy. Maybe what makes you happy is staying at home with your spouse or your loved ones. Um, maybe what makes you happy is focusing on your talents and your creativity, like what you create into this world. If you're a painter, if you if you are a painter, if you're a writer, if you're a musician, maybe you figure out that you know what, partying and getting drunk every day. Sorry, it's not my thing. And maybe I um, I like to have fun in a different way, in, in a way that I haven't thought of before. And with that being said, we move in, on to the sixth perfection, uh, the sixth house, which is all about pets. It's about in illness and injuries as well. Uh, it's about co-workers and, you know, sub... What what am I saying here? Subordinates? Why do I... Oh, the people that are underneath you at work. Like, if you're a superior, the people that are below you at work. That's what I wanted to say. I don't know if I wrote it correctly, but I'm sorry uh, if I didn't. Um, yeah, it's about your work as well. As I said, work is also the sixth and tenth house. Uh, it's about your work, but mundane work, like what you have to do every day. Like, oh, I have to wake up and I have to pay my bills. I have to uh, clean the house. I have to be a parent. I have to go to work, like de depending like your work that you do every day uh, and your daily activities. As I said, like, what do I have to do each day? Now, the sixth house, a lot of people are saying it's about your, your work and business. I see it more as your work when it has to do with, um, when it has to do with your, your everyday activities, as I said, daily activities. It's, it's not business oriented, but it has to do with your work. And as I said, like, it's about your co-workers as well and how you communicate with them. Is everything okay? Is everything in balance? Uh, is everything working as planned? So if you are ruled by your sixth house perfection right now, you may uh, very well be into um, a mindset that is... How can I succeed in my work environment? How can I make everything work better and more together and more balanced in my work environment? Also, not only work as in job, but also as in my daily activities. What do I have to do in my day? And how am I going to balance um, the business and everyday life aspects? Because that's also a big thing with modern times. Because all of us work. It's not just the husband that works or the woman that works. We kind of have that window of eight hours of work or nine hours of work and then eight hours of play and relaxation, which is not eight hours. We all know that. And eight hours of sleep, which, again, is not all eight hours. But if you are under your sixth house perfection, I feel like that's also um, an aspect that you're going to look at. Um, because you will want to bring balance into those areas to put a structure to create um, maybe keep like a not diary but um, you know 
write a to-do list of what you have to do and make sure you follow it and make like a structure in how you do things in a way that you didn't do before. And maybe you felt like you were too scattered the previous years. But then when you get to your sixth house perfection, that means that you will find or you will try to find a balance between all of those and actually work better with them. Um, yeah, like the sixth house is usually uh, at age five, 17 and 29. So you can see how when you're 17, uh, I personally finished school at 17. So I had to be very organized at that time because I wanted to um, study and get into a university. If you don't know university in Greece, it's completely free for everybody as long as you pass your tests. So because I, uh, I have ADHD and that brings a lot of stress into me studying, especially when I was in school, uh, I had to learn how to structure myself if I wanted to get into that school. Spoiler alert, I didn't, I didn't do it. I wasn't able to succeed in my adventures. Um, but I, I tried my best. I tried to structure myself as best as I could to actually succeed in my goals. And that's what the sixth house perfection does for you. Now, the seventh house... After we go, we look into our business and when we actually fix our business and everything is okay and as we want it, what do we look at? We look at our relationships, right? And that's the time when we will say, okay, I need a partner. Now, the seventh perfection or the seventh house uh, is responsible for relationships, dating, marriage, divorce, partnership as well, whatever kind of partnership. Um, other people in general, uh, lawyers are in this house, uh, public enemies and gossip. So it's not only about your relationship with marriage, your loved ones, the people that are close to you, but it's also the people that are talking ill about you, the people that want to do you harm or to harm your reputation. When you are in your seventh house perfection, I told you about a client I had that she was a Pisces and she actually is in her seventh house perfection right now. And I told her like from this birthday that you're going to have right now until the next birthday that is coming up, you are going to hear a lot about you. You are going to understand who are the people around you and who are there to support you and who are there to bring you down it's a year that you're going to have to deal a lot with your personal relationships. It's a year that you will clean out the people that are not supposed to be there and they are supposed to be there. If you think about it, like 18. At 18, you've already finished school. You are either in college or doing something else. So friendships fall apart a lot around that age. The high school friendships that you had, may you may not talk to them ever again because your interests change. So it's all about relationships. A lot about partnership as well. So it's a great year if you, let's say, want to get married. It's a great year to get married at your seventh house perfection or find the love of your life. But it's also a very good time to drop people or lose people. Not 
actually because you you feel you feel ill about them but because they do not work with you anymore you don't you don't feel as connected anymore with them uh, as you did before uh, you may change your interests maybe you see that in the sixth house you both went into different directions in business or uh, your daily activities and you fell apart so after that after your business aspect it comes the relationship aspect and if you're content with your work you would want to find a partner if you grow apart with some people because business or daily activities, you, you will lose people. And a lot of people may judge you. Or if, let, let's phrase it better. Uh, a lot of people judge you anyways. But in your seventh house perfection or your seventh house generally, it will be obvious to you and you will learn about it. It's not only going to be behind your back but they will try to do it behind your back but you will learn about it you will actually hear people talking about you gossiping about you that's why i'm saying that it's a really great time to either keep people in your life and have them as long lasting friends or drop people out of your life completely it's it's it depends totally up to your life but if you're on your seventh house perfection, these are the things that you're going to have to deal with. Okay, so now that we talked about the seventh house, we are uh, moving on to the eighth house. And the eighth house perfection, or generally the eighth house, is about death, taxes, uh, inheritance, goship, goship, gossip, um, sexual intimacy, brokenness power or control battles generally uh and soulmates um eighth house is ruled naturally by scorpio so i would have that's why i say sexual intimacy as well um now when i say death is you might experience death in your life like somebody really close to you um or relationships or um you know you you have to deal and that's also a part of why you have to deal with inheritance and taxes because in a lot of countries to inherit something from a, a person that passed away um means that you have to deal with your taxes as well my mother is dealing with that right now so i know exactly um what what the whole spiel has to do about but it's it's around your eighth house is ages 7 19 31 43 55 and 67 and um it's it is a house that you will feel maybe that you you will have to deal with your economical situation in a sense that you you haven't been doing that much you you may feel that and you may have issues with your taxes that will come up you will have issues with um with property that you may own and uh it may cause you also to because you may feel frustrated if, and broke and maybe you have to deal with your taxes that also may bring you more sexual drive and you want to 
be more sexual. Um, I know a lot of people that because they're broke, they become sex workers as well. Um, it might be around your eighth house perfection that that may come up. Um, and I'm not shaming anybody, but because generally that that area has a lot of money and a lot of people are about sexual stuff and they pay a lot of it for that, you may feel like, oh, I, I'm broke. I can't do anything else with my life. I will go towards that place. Don't, don't do it if that's not you. But the eighth house is a difficult house to deal with because it has to do a lot with also control and power power of of you know the um, the dynamic of two people the dynamic of a relationship who is controlling uh, who in a relationship and having that battle that struggle of trying to gain your power maybe the other person doesn't like that or you are c very much controlling of a person and after some years that you're together that person you're controlling they actually say hey stop controlling me i have the power over my own self and my own body it's a very dark house and that's also why i mentioned that normally it depends on your chart as well but normally the eighth house is ruled by scorpio so scorpio is a dark um creature uh as a scorpio i can tell you that we know how to deal with all of that stuff we know how to deal with all of that power controls and brokenness and taxes and soulmates and w we know how to deal with those kind of things but for a person that may not be as um familiar with that energy it might be a very difficult and a very dark time for you uh it may be a time that you really feel like you're not doing enough with your life and you have lost control over your life and you may want to gain that control back in whatever way possible it may be a time that you meet your soulmate and it changes your life for the better and it, it helps you grow and it helps you do stuff that you were not able to do before it is very much a house that brings transformation and change in a in a way that you wouldn't have felt in another area of your life you are transforming yourself you are re regenerating and you're giving birth to a new type of self a self that wants to be more powerful and take control over the the situation the economical situation the sexual situation the what anything that has to do with not feeling in control you may want to finally be in control and you may want to finally do something to actually gain your power back if you are in your eighth house perfection it does have to do a lot with inheritance and um, taxes and brokenness and all of that kind of stuff. But it's this is also a type of control. It's also a type of um, having to deal with matters that you didn't deal before. Death is also part of it. 
And I'm not talking also death in like only, you know, you will lose somebody around your eighth house perfection. Because, for instance, I lost my grandmother and my aunt, um, my mother's aunt, not on my eighth house perfection, but it didn't affect me that much. So uh, in the eighth house perfection, if you actually lose someone, it will affect you and it may make you lose control in a sense. So it's also, that's what I wanted to say, that the the death, it's also a part of yourself. Like a, a part of you is dying that is not serving you anymore. A part of you that uh, made you lose control over yourself or made you lose power over yourself may come up uh, around your eighth house perfection and you will kill that part of you that is submissive and start being more in control and more in power because um, the eighth house has to do a lot with power struggles as well. Um, power dynamics, all of that kind of uh, Scorpio darkness kind of things. It's, it's in your eighth house. It's in a house that maybe dark for other people um or some people and maybe hard to deal with it's it, the the eighth house is not the best um year it may not be the best year in your life but it will add up to your growth and how you control your life so from that we go into the ninth house the ninth house and the ninth perfection, if you are ruled, um, if you are in a year for, for the ninth house perfection, um, you will have to deal with foreign travels, um, high education, religion, beliefs in general, not only religion, um, luck as well, um, higher consciousness, I want to say. And you see how everything moves together. After you lose, you have lost control and you gained your power back, you need to learn how to be happy again. You need to learn how to, you know, have some fun. And it is from a very dark time, it comes a, a perfection, a year for luck. And that's why I'm saying it's also the house of um, luck. And you may change your beliefs. You may go into a religious path. You may feel like you need to be more religious or you may feel like you need to be more spiritual or also connecting to the higher consciousness. Um, foreign travel is also something that is ruled by the ninth house because when we travel, we learn stuff. We open our horizons and that is also something that is a very ninth house uh, ruled type of energy. We want to go out and learn. We want to go out and understand the world. We want to go out and um, experience the world. We want to have new experiences. So the ninth house is all about new experiences, new uh, way of understanding, knowledge, um, beliefs, uh, higher consciousness, and all that good stuff. So you can see that one year you may feel very lost, very down, very beaten. But then the next year you will have the power to do better. You will have the power to move forward. You will basically say like, fuck it, I can't do this anymore. And you would want to go on and do stuff, travel, have fun. You know, it's it's all about those 
good kind of energies in a sense. You may feel feel very, very compelled to, um, as I said, change your beliefs in religion or anything like that. But because you learn, you learn more about life, you learn more about uh, how the world works. And that basically adds to the fact that you want to change your beliefs. And that is what the nine house rules. I don't I don't know if I have a lot of stuff to say about the ninth house. Uh, to be honest, I don't think I have anything else to say. I think it's very self-explanatory about how fun um, house the ninth house can be. Uh, and that will m- take us to the tenth house, which, as I mentioned before, is also a house of business. It's the house of, um, and it's the perfection of the of your career your reputation authority it's the male the father figure um it's about your superiors and um advancement and public status it's all about your public status you saw how the sixth house it's also about work and it's also about business but it's on a more personal level but when we get to the tenth house it's all about business 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 like how you can um, perfect your career how you can perfect your reputation how you can deal with authority about above your head and your superiors and how to maybe you will actually um deal with uh, your your issues with your father if you have like issues with your father figure you may uh, it may be a good year for you to resolve them or to put an end to those uh, you know daddy issues they call them I don't like that word because it brings into mind like the 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 you know the dumb girl that is like oh I have daddy issues daddy issues is actually a very um common thing from a lot of people and it's not as superficial as people and sexual as people make it uh it's it's a lot about how you deal with your father and all the problems you have with your father and how you can um how you can move past these issues because it's also it also has to do with authority so you take authority in your own hands you may start your own business when it comes to the 10th house. You may be able to grow your business. You may be able to be your own boss. Uh, you will fix your reputation because business and reputation for me is uh, they are going hand in hand. They are very closely related. Uh, they are, if you have good reputation, then your business all also flourishes because they know that, oh, that person is good at what they're doing, so we can trust them. So it has to do, when you are on your 10th house perfection, uh, your 10th house year, let's say, you are going to deal with your business and what you do in your life and how you deal with your career and your superiors and you know advance in those areas. Uh, It's all about business, 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 career, 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 and growth in your career specifically. Uh, And then we'll move into the 11th house uh, perfection, which is networking. 
after you created your career, you actually want to network and you know, connect with people that can help you grow even more. It's about dreams, friends, groups, um, the internet as well, and social media and community. Because the 11th house is the house of the humanitarian. It has a lot to do with um, public, the public and other people and how you relate to other people and the public and your reputation in general. Uh, it, you may uh, start following your dreams when you are on the 11th house perfection. Or you may see that, or the lack of, of your dreams, like you may see that you are not as, um, I forgot the word, what is the word, um, oh come on, Teresa, Jesus, uh, I don't remember that word, but anyway, it's, it's about you trying to have goals in your life, you trying to set goals, you trying to have dreams, you may find out that you have just been living so far and you didn't have a specific goal in your life and you suddenly are like, okay, now I have to set my goals. Now I have to actually work really hard uh, with my community to build myself up as well as my community. That's why it's also about friends and friend groups. It, it's not... Um, remember when we said about uh, the seventh house that it's about losing and gaining friends and seeing who is like right next to you, it's not that type of energy. It's a more public energy. That's why I'm also saying it's the age, it's the time of uh, the internet and social media because social media is also connecting with people around you, connecting with um, the public, like with the public, connecting with everybody that is not in your close circle. So it's not, it's not a personal a very close to um, your everyday life circle. It's a more wide circle, maybe your um, your coworkers in a sense that maybe your group that you connect with every Saturday, like a book club or something. I say that a lot. I say that a lot about the eleventh house, a book club, because it's it's the only club that I know that people actually go. I've met people going into book clubs. I don't know, like golfing is another club that you may do like have people like dancing maybe I don't know you know like whatever are your interests you usually have another group of people that have the same interests they may not be your closest friends you may they may not be your um your best friend that you go and tell all your secrets to but um the 11th house perfection is a year to focus on your relationship with the public and how you deal with those groups and how you can um, perfect those groups and how you can have those groups around you because it's important for us to not only have our friends but have people that have similar interests around us to help us grow. So, uh, so that's what the 11th house is about. It's about the public. It's about community. It's about giving and serving to our community as well so in the 11th house you may find yourself doing a lot of charity work um as well as you know like going out and having fun with your friends you may also find yourself that you're doing a lot of charity work and you help the community in your area which is a very good thing and then we'll move into the last house which is the 12th house profession um 
profession, perfection, sorry. Uh, I've been talking for more than an hour now, so it's, yeah, I, I, my words can get a little fuzzy. But uh, the 12th house, so the last house we're going to talk about, which is the 12th house, is about losses, uh, hidden enemies, conf um, confinement, spiritual freedom, perfecting uh, your purpose, and letting go. So you have gone through the whole zodiac. You have basically learned all the lessons that the cycle can provide for you. And at this point is what you need to let go, what you need to be careful about. It's what you need to do for your own soul, in a sense, like your spiritual freedom. Um, and... As I said, perfecting your purpose. You may have, you may feel like you have a purpose in life, and you may feel that that's the year that you are gonna fulfill your purpose and do what you need to do to help others. Uh, it's also a very public uh, house, but it's a more internal public house. I cannot explain this well enough, I think. Because we connect the 12th house a lot with spiritual awakening. We connect the 12th house with psychic abilities and dreams. You may feel like you're more connected to the whole, like to your, your community and your family a lot more. Or you may be able to see things that other people didn't see. Or you may have the intuition around the 12th house perfection uh, to deal with things that other people cannot deal with. Uh, because they're not in that year in their life, let's say. Um, and when I say also hidden enemies, it's... We talked about the seventh house being the house of open enemies. Like, you know who is gossiping about you. You know who is going against you. Um, but the twelfth house perfection is like, you feel like there are people around you that um, they're harming you or they are... They do not have the your best interest, but because you're not focused in that, you don't know who they are. You may get hate, let's say, if you're on the internet. You may get hate from the people who are completely strangers to you because you're just in your 12th house perfection. It has to do a lot with um, your idealistic self and what you want to see in the world as a change and your your personal beliefs that other people may bash and they may don't won't like them and they may uh, try to bring you down without you actually understanding who it, who specifically is that person who's trying to bring you down um, that that is why also it's I'm saying that because it's also connected with the purpose aspect of you so you you have a specific purpose and people may not stand behind you um when it comes to your purpose they may want to antagonize you uh and that is why we're also saying that the 12th house is about letting go you need to focus on yourself you need to focus on how you see things and not care about others that may antagonize you and you need to let those people go. You need to let go of um, the l l losses that you may have in life. 
in a sense that, okay, you may have lost something in your life. You may have, um, yeah, you may have lost something, whatever that is. Is it a career? Is it in relationships? It is in religion. It doesn't matter. But you lose something, and it's the year that you you will have to let it go. You may have lost that something when you were on the eighth house perfection or the ninth house perfection, but it still is eating you up because as humans, we, we, we are not able to let go instantly of um, a thing that is bothering us. We're not able to let go instantly of our experiences, but the 12th house perfection is actually a very, very good time for you to do that. Be able to let go of whatever hurt you, whatever you lost, your enemies. Um, and yeah, gain your spiritual freedom. Gain your the freedom internally, not externally. You give that freedom to yourself when you're on your 12th house perfection. And then the next year, you, you start again. Like after you, you let go and after you dealt with those losses and hidden enemies, then you go up again, like you're building yourself up with all of the experiences that you've learned the previous 12 years. So that is a good thing to note, that when you deal with those things, then you will have to deal with yourself again. You will have to look internally and start the circle, the cycle from the very beginning. So it is important to look at the transits as well of the planets that are ruling your life each year. Uh, I said, I mentioned to you that you are able to find who is your ruling planet based on uh, your perfection. So it's a very important. It's very important if you want to figure this out to look at um, to Google your annual perfection chart and see. What is your age and what you are dealing with right now and what house you're at? And when you figure out that house you're dealing with, go into your chart and look at what is the ruler sign of that chart. As I said, my, my ascendant, uh, your ascendant is usually in your first house. Not usually, but it's always in your first house. So my ascendant is Leo. So what is the ruling planet of Leo? It's the sun. And that's where I... Whoops. Uh, <laughs> I dropped something, sorry. Um, that's when... Um, that's why I said that I personally use the um, outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, because a lot of people don't. Because let's say Scorpio is ruled uh, by... Pluto and Mars. Our our original ruler is Pluto, uh, but because we haven't figured out, we, we didn't know Pluto up until very recently, uh, people were saying that we are ruled by Mars, as in like Aries, but we're not. We're ruled by Pluto. Our ruler planet is Pluto. I see it that way. So uh, depending on what year you are and what sign is under that house, that is how you find your ruling planet. So it is very important uh, if you do find that ruling planet to look at the transits and what relationships uh, the planets are having with that planet. Like where is that planet that year? And uh, what transit, what relationships it has with your personal chart 
because it will make you understand more about what you will go through uh, this year. Um, that planet, whatever that planet is doing during that year is going to affect you even more, as I said before. Um, and it will show up more powerful in your life. It will be more uh, more of the powerful energies in your life. Um, now... You need to know where the Time Lord is transiting in your chart. Uh, whatever that planet is doing is very important, as I said. And that will give you a better understanding for yourself. So let's go a little bit. Just because we uh, we have already hit the, the hour mark. And I don't, I don't think I've ever done um, a podcast that long, to be honest. I think this is my longest podcast. But I'm going to go... Um, very fast around the planets so you will know like the sun if your house is in leo that means you're ruled by the sun at this year which is higher purple purpose and self value in self it's all about the ego um best or worst version of yourself and learning who you are if you're um if that house is in cancer that means you're ruled by the moon which is emotional it's um Un the unconscious it's a unique purpose and emotional well-being so you will have to deal with your emotional well-being if you are ruled by the moon then we have if you uh, if your house is in virgo or gemini you are actually ruled by mercury and uh, that means that your mental and logic it's a mental and logical year for you uh, and you have thoughts about the future, uh, Mercury retrogrades. As I said, I'm ruled by Mercury right now, so Mercury retrogrades are extra um, important for us. We feel them much more intensely, and Mercury is retrograding three times a year, so it is a, a harsh time. Then if, you're, if your house is in Taurus or Libra, uh, you are ruled by Venus, which is all about beauty, love, beauty in everything, not just yourself. Uh, it's about home and self, uh, and you may spend more. Um, Taurus is all about material values. So if you have, let's say, I don't know, like your seventh house is in Taurus, um, and you are ruled then, and you have your seventh house per perfection, I mean, and it's in Taurus, then you're ruled by Venus, and you want to find beauty in relationships, let's say. Um, as I said, like, seventh house is about relationships, so that's how these two work together. Now, if you are, if your house that you're looking at this year is in Aries or in Scorpio, again, Scorpio, you can take it as like Pluto as well, um, then you are um, ruled by Mars and uh, you want to break laws, you want to, you know, you want to break free, uh, you will have breakthroughs, anger issues, anxiety, uh, you want to build a lot of stuff, you want to create uh, you have that go, go, go energy, that assertive energy. And you you basically feel like you have a lot of energy this year if you are ruled by Mars. 
Now, if that house you're looking at is in Sagittarius, you are actually ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter is about enjoying life, learning, faith, minimum effort, so you won't have to do a lot of things around that time. Uh, aware of being, um, aware of your higher power and awakening. Uh, and it's very important to know that Jupiter is all about learning and being awakened, creating a new journey in your new beliefs. Now, if your um, house is in Capricorn, then you are ruled by Saturn. And this is a planet of hard work. You have to work hard this year. Um, it's about your career, your public image, uh, judgment against you for growth, uh, loss to you lose to gain in a sense, uh, and testing your limits and power because Saturn is the planet of um, the planet of restrictions. So it's not restricting you for no reason. It's restricting you to teach you something, to make you more powerful. So if you're ruled by Saturn, that's what you're going to have to deal with. Now, if you're, um, the house that you're looking at is in Aquarius, then you are ruled by Uranus at that time. And that means that you have a deep need for freedom. If you're ruled by Uranus, you have a freedom uh, a deep need for freedom in your mind and your body and soul um you are looking into your knowledge how to advance yourself you may feel rebellious um and yeah transits are very important when it comes to uranus neptune and pluto as i'm going to talk about because they are the outer planets and they move really really slow so transits are very important now if your house is in pisces is ruled by pisces then your ruler planet for this year is neptune and that means that you're um, in for deep emotional need for satisfaction uh, and belonging uh, to find your place in the world and you may be deceived during that time. You you may have to deal with deception and you may need to find what you need. Uh, it's also about spiritual awakening. Uh, losses, as I said, uh, Pisces is the original ruler of the 12th house. So it's also about lo losses um, because of illusions, if that makes sense. Uh, it's about divine information and you know, also because if you're ruled by Neptune this year, uh, it's the transits are very, very important. And lastly, if your house is in Scorpio, then you are ruled by Pluto. And Pluto is about blockages and freedom, learning to control yourself, control in general, like power struggles, um, demanding um, and being rough. Scorpio is not an easy, easy sign to be in, um, as Pluto, like he's the ruler planet of Scorpio. Uh, and then you also may advance because of all that hardship that Pluto may bring because it's about death and rebirth. So you, you're losing something 
and you are getting reborn in a sense you're gaining something else and uh, also it's it's also about learning you know sitting back and learning if you're ruled by pluto um just take everything in and when that year is over see what you can learn from it learn from that year it's very very important hardships especially in astrology it's not for us to have a tough life it's for us to learn from also transits are very important because outer planet as i said so this was a very quick rundown of if your sign is in if your house sorry is in that side then that is your ruling planet in case you're wondering i just wanted to you know um have everything laid out for you guys so you would be able to understand this better i literally had three pages of notes for you that's why it took us that long but um yeah i think it's the longest podcast i've ever done uh and i i enjoyed it i don't know if you enjoyed it if you enjoyed um the long podcasts instead of the the shorter ones uh it was you know we hanged out a little bit more this time and i liked it so i i i hope you found this topic as interesting as interesting as i did because when i figured this out about the time lord about the perfections my mind was blown because it is true that each year we're not dealing with the same issues in our lives that we dealt with the previous years and if you're me and you're looking into your life all the time you you may have thought like oh i i am a different person than last year but kind of oops but kind of the same um and that is the reason why because each year you have to deal with a different area of your life and depending on your personal chart it is a different theme every time it's a different theme each year so i highly highly recommend you go and check out your perfection and check out what you, what that perfection means to you I really hope you enjoyed this uh podcast. If you did, please let me know. I would love to hear your feedback. And yeah. Thank you so so much for listening. Uh and I'll see you all next time. Bye.